Welcome to Pass the Paint. It's a podcast. It sure is. This is episode zero, I guess, where we're just going to, uh, you know, chatter about ourselves and uh, talk about what this podcast is going to be and a little bit of chat afterwards about, you know, 10th edition and some other jazz. All right, I guess I'll start. My name is Mark. Yeah, I've been painting for a long time. I first got into Warhammer in, I guess, start of third edition when I was a wee lad collecting Tyranids because I liked uh, StarCraft. So it was probably about 1998, probably when I first got into Warhammer. And then fell out around, I guess, fell out in fourth or fifth edition. Got back in for a hot second during end of fifth. And then uh, jumped back in uh, near the end of seventh. I'm so glad you finally told me who you are. When you made me come on this podcast, you know, I was like, who is this, this, this person? This insane person I don't know. So, all right. Now I, now I know why we're here anyway. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, I guess I should tell you who I am as well. Sure, sure why not? Uh, all my friends call me Tellen. It's it's weird. That, that's not my real name, but even my real friends call me that. I tried introducing myself to my, my friends, my, 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 my friends I know from online, you know, with my real name. And they're like, who, what, who? Tell me your 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 real name, your your name what's, that what's we know your you by. Name? Oh, yeah. you're you're Hell Killer One Six Eight. Yeah, and that's just like that's all they call me. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. I mean, I've been in the in the hobby for almost as long as you. Uh, I had to like go back and find out when some books were released. I don't actually know when when exactly I started. Uh, it must have been it must have been after the year two thousand because that's when the book Ravening Horde for fantasy came out. Which I remember was the first book I had. And I know it was before Wood Elves got their own book, which came out in 2005. Sometime between 2000 and 2005. See, I wasn't much of a fantasy player uh, back in the... I mean, I did a little bit, but not so much so. Releases are a blur to me for that. But, like, was Tau a faction when you first got into Warhammer? No, no. I think, like, 2004 or something like that. I could be wrong on that, but I don't believe they uh, were. Two thousand one is when Tau came out. Oh, really? It was, in thir- it was in third edition. I remember when they launched. So I must have started in two thousand. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> all right, cool. I was ten years old. When did Necrons come out? Because Necron was like become a full army around that time too. I have no clue. Oh, ninety-eight for third edition. I only got into forty k a bit later. Not much. And then my friend and I were collect- collecting Eldar together, which, and then I sort of, you know, I kept falling out and getting back into the hobby like several times over the years. It happens a lot when you're a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I think right before, uh, right before COVID, I was, uh, I was browsing Games Workshop randomly because <laughs> I was like, oh, there, you know, it's been a few years since the, the years when everyone hated Games Workshop and, and the whole company seemed like it would go under. And I started looking at stuff. I was doing a lot of D&Ds. So I was like, I, I could get some models. I, I used to enjoy painting up a model or two. Get some of that. Mm-hmm. Use it for D&D, you know. And here we are four years later, and I haven't stopped painting. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I when I was younger, I wasn't really much into the painting side of it. It was more of the building and converting side of things. I built a, uh, a Tyranid Warrior once, and I gave it Scything Talons on its back kind of like how the lictor has the scything talons up on yep. shoulders so i did that and uh i took it to a games workshop to paint and the guy there said well you know you can't use that in the game right 
<laughs> I was like, what a joy killer. Yeah. Well, Games Workshop used to be like that in my experience where um, when I was a when I was a kid, actually until quite recently, the, the, the local Games Workshop was like this this dingy nightmare with like it was all dark and dusty. And the people who worked there were these like elitist, you know. Oh, yeah. The, the current manager is this 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 awesome guy. I talked to him a couple of times. I mentioned some of the stuff that used to happen. Like they would only let you play in the store with like a fully painted army. And the uh, mm-hmm. the new manager just looks at me. He's like, "No wonder the store was doing poorly." I don't know about your game. Our games workshop back in the day used to do auction nights where they would just auction off bits and like half built kits and stuff like that. No, I've never and I remember that. for like a friend of mine for like twenty dollars got three half kits for like a land raider or something where they were just like oh missing like the left side or something like that but it was a great way to get bits and then they stopped doing it because yeah no funds allowed no well now 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 it's no longer games workshops it's just warhammer because apparently people get confused about what they sell i mean it was always like that and like even even a, a couple years ago i remember being at the games workshop was at the time and they would get be getting phone calls asking if they had like vi- different video games or whatever yeah there. <laughs> so I, I feel for them. I really do. Oh, yeah. It sounds like a customer service nightmare. So now that we've talked about uh, that, let's talk about what our goals are for this podcast. Oh, yeah. This is a podcast. It is. about uh, Ostensibly, it's about painting. Yeah. Um, I, I, I At least for me, I think I want this podcast to be a thing. Okay, let's think about this. There are other miniature painting podcasts obviously none of them i really listened to i've kind of i started i listened to some of them and i kind of fell off they weren't really what i was looking for what am i looking for i don't know i'm hoping this can be that this is a very professional uh environment but i, I was not aware there were other uh miniature podcasts i i thought this was in fact the oh, only, come, come the only on. podcast in the world you know that's not true i guess at least for me i think this podcast could be something where it's about not like teaching techniques because, A, how do you do that over an audio medium? Yeah. And also all of that's on YouTube or Patreon yeah. or whatever. But more, I guess, long-form discussions about specific things, about improving in the hobby, whether it's about how you come up with paint schemes, how do you overcome yeah. in- painting anxieties or stresses. <laughs> I or... wish someone would tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i would love to have other people on and just like interview other painters and just talk yeah. to them about their process I, I, we we even haven't discussed this but we haven't really figured out uh how often this podcast will be we'll figure it out releases may shift here and there uh based on what we feel is right uh, and you know i think I primarily only paint Warhammer and the occasional uh, bust here and there, but you you also do Infinity. I do Infinity. I do uh, well. I guess Age of Sigmar is is Warhammer ostensibly. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. So I I think this podcast, on top of just painting, we're probably going to have just discussions about Warhammer. Probably a lot of 40k right now, just because with the new edition coming out, it's exciting times. Um, I, I'm I'm very excited for it and. You know, also just it's new Tyranids, and that's what got me into the hobby, and it's my one true love. Yeah, this is now the Tyranids podcast. Oh, baby. There was a Tyranids podcast. I mean, there was a Tyranids podcast. I think they did like three episodes and then stopped it. 
I'm still subbed. If you guys ever come back, I'll I'll listen. <laughs> uh, we're gonna do a thousand episodes at least a every thousand? year. No, yeah. I don't believe that. Ten thousand episodes. If we get to a hundred, I'll be shocked. <laughs> um, no, but uh, but I I agree though because I I. I I this may sound this may sound like I'm an insane person, which you know, uh, I I think a lot about painting. Oh, me too. Paint, don't don't even topics. ask my girlfriend. Not not even like, ooh, what am I going to do with? I I think a lot about the the, the topics that surround painting, like you said, um, how do you improve and all that, and also just the the I, I don't want to make any blanket statements about like oh the state of painting as a mm-hmm. as a thing. But I, I do feel like how, how how to put this there there's a lot of a lot of stuff you see a lot of a lot of things that come up with when when you're in a server where people will share their their paint jobs and a lot of things mm-hmm. that that come up like how people approach painting well wow, this is getting this is getting grand um, where I think I I think um, I don't know people. Wow, this this is spiraling out of control. I'm I'm losing myself. Yeah, you're you're on the verge of sounding very pretentious. I know, I know. I I, I am though. I'm pretentious. But no, just the the uh, people. No, I can't, I can't say people aren't aware of stuff. That I I'm, I'm I'm definitely pretentious. Oh God. People are aware. I think people. How to say this without sounding too mean? <laughs> well, I I think the question is is. You and I probably have a little different thoughts about these things than most people, I would assume. I would assume most people just want to get paint on so they can play the game. Yeah. I think you and I are more interested in the pacing, painting side of it than the actual playing side of the game. And that is something I struggle at is actually getting models finished to play with them on the table. Oh, I, I envy people who can just like, I have painted up a squad. It took me five hours. Oh, I'm so jealous. Oh, yeah. Like if, I can, I, if I can finish a mini in like a week, a single mini in a week, I'll be impressed. I know. Uh, but like, I, I'm not the best painter out there. I don't think so. I don't know. Oh, I am. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never won a golden demon but i would like to improve and i think that's the point of this podcast is i know how to take yourself to the next level and improve what where you're at and how to just little things you can do it's what turns out painting's not actually that hard i found no i, um, I, I was gonna say exactly that like this is my thesis right as you say, there's a lot of people who just want to get paint on their models so that they can play games and look cool, which is totally awesome. Now, my suspicion is that there's a contingent of people who feel that way because they think painting is actually, like, hard. It's, it's yeah. not. No, um, I. if you want to paint really high standard, any, I think anyone can do it. It's yeah. just a matter of time investment based on your skill level if you're not very good like you're a new painter like i would consider myself like a mid-tier painter maybe you know high tabletop standard let's say Uh, (laughs) um it's all about time investment like i you know instead of spending you know 10 hours on a mini maybe spend 20 hours on that mini maybe spend an hour doing a, a single thigh of a sisters of battle. Well, you say ten like hours. That. You know, maybe instead of spending an hour. No, I know. I'm just using an example. Yeah. For something like me, where I will easily spend 
20 to 30 hours on a single mini. Yeah. Uh, without even thinking about it. Because it's not that I want to do that for every single troop choice. It's just my brain is like, well, I could smooth that out. Oh, well, I could push this a little bit more. Oh, I could do yeah. this. And um, I guess myself, it's not about, A, I do want to get better, but I also want to get worse. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that I can be okay with having something that's just like base coat wash, single highlight. Yeah. Just get it on the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, 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 I've been trying to do that more lately. It's sort of working. I think you're more successful at it than I am. You're, uh, you also embrace, embrace the airbrush a lot more than I do. Yeah, that's true. That I don't, does I don't like the look of airbrush. Help for some things, but like I'm doing some chaos right now, and those are just like I, I actually decided this is this is kind of a guess a a bigger topic, a broader topic that we can handle later on. But um, I thought about this yesterday, and I, I I thought about like you know how Games Workshop, right? When you look at the promo shots, it's usually all like the heavy metal style. It's all true metallics for the most part and someone mm-hmm. pointed out to me that the 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 rogel dorn they have in forge world is full non-metallic gold his whole they armor they do non-metallic occasionally they do but usually it's only for it's usually only for weapons like if a guy has a really the, cool sword the sigvald yeah Asia. sigvald and the sanguinor do have like um nmm gold armor mm-hmm. um i haven't been able to find any any others but like the the limited edition Inquisitor they did, he's got the, the the awesome like NMM sword, but it's just the sword. It's not the full model. And so I was looking at my chaos stuff, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do that for my chaos. Like if you're a hero and you have a cool weapon, that's gonna get a bit more love. Everything else, it's gonna be pretty lame, actually. Interesting. I haven't really thought about that mixing true metallics and non-metallics together. It's a, Interesting. It's a, it's a thing that, yeah, that exists. I, I, I think that's a uh, topic for another episode. Oh yeah, that's a longer discussion. That's that's a whole episode right there. <laughs> yeah, this is supposed to be an episode zero with just introductions. Um, yeah, no, we have a email address if you want to email us. It's uh, paint. Uh, well, geez, no. Oh wow, it's, professionalism. Our email address is passthepaintpod at gmail All one word, exactly how you think it was spelt. Uh, shoot us an email anything about topics you'd like us to cover uh, just painting questions in general I will answer them uh, at least I will it, it, I have it linked to my phone so I'll get <laughs> notifications every time there's an email there every one time I, I I try my hardest every time I post it on Instagram and someone comments I try my hardest to respond to every single comment um, Though if someone asks me, like, oh, what colors did you use? Or where did you get this? And I've answered it before. I'm not going to answer you. Like, read the other comments, people. Come on. All right. Uh, anything else you want to say uh, about episode zero before we start talking about some just general broader things afterwards? No, I'm just here to talk about hobby stuff. All right. Um, so what do you got going on the table for yourself right now? What do I got going on? What, what don't I have going on? I got a quick one. All right. Uh, the local James James Workshop. The local <laughs> Games Workshop uh, has a painting contest that is uh, due in one week. And I was like, oh, I could paint up a Parasite of Mortrex real quick for that. That'll be nice. Uh, I primed it. The primer went funky and it got wrinkly in a couple spots. So I started to strip it. It's been soaking in 99% alcohol for the last, I guess, day and a half now. I've scrubbed it twice. And the one damn spot where the paint's wrinkly ain't coming off 
So it's a little frustrating. <laughs> so I, I don't know if I'll be able to actually properly strip this to paint it for competition or if I'll have to pick another mini or just not do it at all. I'm a little disheartened, to be honest. But You know, that probably is what wouldn't happen if you, uh, if you airbrushed your primer. Well, the problem is, is with my Tyranids, my new scheme, I prime Wraithbone. So they have the Wraithbone primer spray. And apparently I have four bottles of it or three bottles of it. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know why I have three of them. I bought one three times because I wouldn't have bought more than one at once. I'm an idiot. I have multiples of a lot of paint because I'm like, oh, I could use this. I did think about priming black and then base coating with uh, Wraithbone, but I think the black primer will just darken it too much. To yeah, get that's, it that's to a pain. Where I, I want uh, to be. I use a bit of that. That that is a it, it's a cool paint though. It's mm-hmm. a cool color. Uh, I think my problem was a I shook it for about thirty seconds, and I did it outside at like eight o'clock at night where it was cold and it was raining out, and I probably should have just done like you know a couple thin coats and let them dry between but i was uh you know in the zone and it's like what you're ah, saying is you fine. did you did everything everything wrong, wrong. <laughs> yes cool i'm an impatient man well yeah so am i i you know i've been having issues with um uh, washing some of the the Imperial Guard stuff that I'm working on, which is, I guess, my my current current like big project, mm-hmm. um, which looks like I'm actually going to be able to finish. Like I uh, I scored some uh, some tanks the other day, got them real cheap, and suddenly I have an army. Um, I was able to paint up one of my tanks in like one day. Uh, well, slightly more than one day because I was I actually waited for the uh, gloss varnish to uh, fully cure. Which seems to have solved the issues See, I was having. That's smart. Oh, you know how you got frosting, right? Yeah. I got frosting on one of my minis because <laughs> I did a varnish and I just kind of air dried it with a yeah. hair blo- a hair dryer. And I don't think it was fully cured. And I started to do an oil wash and it started to frost in a couple spots. And I was like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, that's probably what happened to my... I was complaining my tank looks like dusty and I'm like... Yesterday, or not not yesterday, the other day when I was doing my varnish, I actually, I actually went to the old Google and I looked up, like, what is the actual curing time of gloss? 24 hours. All right, cool. Yeah, primer is supposed to be the same thing, too. Well, I don't I don't respect that. But for varnish. No. God, no. Varnish. It was probably a bad idea to get a wash, an oil wash, like two hours after applying the varnish in retrospect. Yeah. Also, so, side note, I used to do a lot of Gunpla back in the day. Um, between my Warhammer stints because, you know, it's a lot cheaper than Warhammer and kind of gets that same building, uh, you know, fix. I hate building stuff. Oh, I love building. Building's I my jam. I only like painting. Um, but with Gunpla, you, everyone, I mean, not everyone, but a lot of people matte varnish because it looks a lot better. Uh, and I say the same thing for Warhammer. You should always matte varnish your models at the end. Um, but... <laughs> if Episode you did get right frost, there. If you did get frosting from varnish, there was a fix. I think if you do gloss varnish and then a matte varnish over top of the frosting, it will make the frosting disappear or more so look less bad. And it'll kind of blend in. I I might try that because um, I, I did the same with my my tank. I did some decals, and I've never used like uh, like a decal softener before. Turns out it actually well. 
I think I they're a little I, overrated. I don't know that I needed it because it was it was all like flat surfaces, it turned out, but I, I use mm-hmm. it anyway. I may have applied a bit too much, and it kind of like I got some tide marks and spots, did some varnish mm-hmm. over it, and I can't tell. Yeah, matte matte varnish hides all errors. Well, this was this was gloss. No, well, I hate gloss varnish. Well, I I gloss varnished, applied my decals, and it glossed var- gloss varnished over the uh, the decals as you should if you're a if you're a professional like me. Uh, I guess I, I'll do a gloss varnish if I'm applying decals just because you want a smooth surface there. Yeah. But I generally don't gloss if I'm doing an oil wash because I want that paint, the oil paint to stain a little. Yeah. I, I, um, almost said like your, your models, um, they don't look, um, I guess rough is the wrong word because they're all, all really, uh, neat, but they have a, they have a look. To them. My my models, yeah. I'll say this about my painting, I guess style. Oh, that's another topic I want to talk about is what the hell is a painting style? Yeah. Um, and like, what is your style, and how do you figure it out? Turns out you just figure it out by painting, and it's just how you paint. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'm gonna do an analogy here, uh, to, uh, one of my favorite bands, AFI. And all their lyrics are like dark and moody and emo and all that jazz. And in the interview, Lee singer Davey Havoc said that he would like to, you know, have lyrics that are more cheerful and happy, but that's not what comes out of him. And I feel the same for my painting style where I'm like, oh, I want to paint something bright and colorful and like, you know, second edition looking and uh, super fun, but I can't. I just physically can't. every time i sit down to paint it's like well no it's got to be like gritty and gross and real looking. Yeah, gritty that's that's a better word for it which side topic um the whole grim dark style i think it's evolved a little bit over time now that more people are doing it but i think back you know even three years ago when someone's like oh here's my whatever in grim dark style i think that was an excuse to say this looks like crap because it's a you, stylistic you choice dipped it in in a wash like three times and 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 called it style yeah basically oh wait i wasn't supposed to uh to sound pretentious but uh no that is no uh, but like i've seen stuff lately where people are like oh here's something in grimdark and i look i'm like oh that's pretty good but generally when i see someone call something grimdark it's like okay you base coated it you did maybe one highlight on something and then did a really heavy oil wash. Yeah, now all the uh, everything no, blends together. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's basically what I did with on my Stormcast because I wanted them done quickly. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't look good, in my opinion. It looks uh, fine, but, you know. I, it, it, it looks fine for, like, something used for gaming. It's Yeah, it is it's a not good my tabletop stand. Preference. Um, I, um, I just, you know, I just buy into contrast a lot. Not contrast paint. Let's be clear. I hate that Games Workshop had to call it contrast paint. Because mm. now whenever you go to like, you know, you, you try to find some like, ooh, I would like to see a high contrast paint job of, uh, you know, whatever Stormcast Lord. And then it's like, did you mean... I painted this with contrast paint in two minutes. No, no. That's well, not what you could I see the see. Si- you could say the same for was it who 
who is a game color or Vallejo that does speed paint or well, there's yep. brand of contrast. Yeah. Now if you try to look up something that's like, Oh, a speed paint of this, it's, you're going to get that. Right. So what's the whatever. next thing, the next term that, um, you should, you should, this is another episode. Paint. I'm going to call, I'm going to make a paint brand called slap chop. Yeah. See, that's, that's the obvious one I would go for. Uh, and then every, everyone's searching, youtube for your well they might that might be trademarked though by the the, the people who have the actual slap chop the little the no so the vegetable dicer thing as far as i'm aware trademarks like if i name something the same name as that as long as there's not gonna be any confusion because they're clearly different products it shouldn't yeah, be an issue i'm not a lawyer but that's my understanding too yeah uh, again fun, yeah though. also not a lawyer don't trust me on this, but <laughs> that's always Vince, been the way I've heard it. Vince Offer comes in and takes you down. He's the he's the ShamWow guy. Yeah, I know. I know who Vince is. Come on. Is he in is prison? He in, is he still in jail? Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I know he bit to, that prostitute's to tongue. Yeah. No, she... She bit his tongue? His, yeah. And then she, he beat her? I think so. Man, I miss Billy Mays. <laughs> Things were better back then. That's my, that's my dream job, by the way, being like a... Uh, infomercial person yeah because i it's my voice was made for that i don't know I, I can't be consistently loud like that like i can't be on like i see oh my god i know this is like bad for the brand or whatever and this is what people like but every time i see like youtubers who are like hey guys welcome back and blah i just want to gouge my eyeballs out like that's I don't think that's how any of those people actually are in real life. <laughs> well, no. And it's miserable. Don't forget to smash and stuff. Smash that like button. I can yeah. never say that unironically. <laughs> no, but you could go like, you know, uh, so you're, you've released your, your, your slap chop brand of paints, which are a speed paint, which are ideal, you know, for a, a technique of uh, under pre-shading. That's a, that'll be another episode where we rant about how slap shop is annoying <laughs> term, and not everything needs a fancy name. It's I'm gonna rename Zenithal Zenithal airbrushing. I'm gonna rename it something else. It's it's my new technique. It's I don't know. I can't think of a buzzword name. <laughs> See, this is why you don't have. A billion subscribers. Yeah, this is why I don't have a million subscribers. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, let's go to YouTube real quick. I made a dumb video on YouTube. How many oh, views are you on YouTube? Four new notifications. Uh, I made a video called. <laughs> um, what was the video called? Sorry, I'm just laughing at some of the comments. Um, the comment, the thing was called. Every, everyone is wrong about the Tyranids in the 10th edition trailer. And it's really just me just talking about the 10th edition trailer. I went by it in it uh, frame by frame to kind of get a look at all the Tyranids and just kind of chatted about some of the stuff. But the reason I titled that is A, clickbait, because I thought it was funny. Um, also because I saw... Uh, okay, I'm going to name some names here. I saw Auspex Tactics said that those little guys melee guys in the trailer were hormigons and i was like well no they're not um so i was just pointing that out why they're not hormigons and why i think they're not hormigons and why i don't even think they're a dual kit with termigants uh for various reasons blah 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 
people are so mad about that video I made. Um, someone just commented one day ago, come. That, that, that's the comment. Yeah, it's just come and then a sad nice. face. And then someone commented, so who was wrong? I want names and addresses of these people. If you don't provide the information, they'll label you a barefaced liar. Good day, sir. Okay, a barefaced liar? And then someone said, this is why you only have eight subs. And I thought to myself, I have eight subs? <laughs> <laughs> You've made it. Uh, like, I, again, did not expect anyone to watch any anything. Oh, my God, I do have eight subs. That's funny. It has 1.8 k views why are people still watching this that's stupid <laughs> like it had like 200 views after like two or three days and i was like oh that's funny no one's gonna ever want to watch this again well you like, did the I, job I thought, of actually going through and, and screenshotting every frame so maybe that's why not every single frame it took me too oh. long to make it's a six minute video and it took me about five hours to make it was really a waste of time for a dumb bit but you know <laughs> There, there's hey, one thing not... you should know about me. I love dumb bits and gags. And um, well, I used to have a podcast called Sea to Sky Squadron Podcast, which was uh, X-Wing Miniatures podcast that we did for about a year and a half, two years, something like that. Um, we, you know, we got like 200-ish people listening per episode on average. Um, so nothing like amazing, but, you know, X-Wing Every X-Wing player small. in the world. No, that's not true. There was way bigger podcasts than us. <laughs> there was a lot of podcasts bigger than us. Uh, but I really wanted to lean into bits all the time. Our theme music at the start was the Ewok Wubnub song. Anyways, uh, now now I got to think about making more dumb videos on my actual on my main channel. Just well, you got to keep 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 the hype going. I know it's so stupid though. I don't know. There's nothing else to make a video about. Like I thought about making painting videos, but I don't really have a proper setup for that right now. Hopefully, we get and more trailers. We yeah, can dissect those. I can, you know, Auspex Tactics it, and every time there's a new thing on Warhammer Community, make a 10 minute video about. I mean, you got you know, an article today. You can go through. Sure, let's talk about some of that. Let's talk about Just... 10th edition. I'm really excited because new. All right, let's talk about 10th. Yeah. I'm really excited for new Tyranids. I love Tyranids. They're my babies. And I'm glad to be getting new Gaunts finally. Gaunts and Gants. They're, they're separate. Everyone just calls them Gaunts. Can you explain? Yeah, well, I mean, who can blame them? I don't... I, I play some Warhammer, and I don't know... No, I call them Gaunts, which too. Which one is which? Uh, term, Termagants don't have the U. Hormagants do have the U. Well, I, I understand the uh. difference in the names, but... I couldn't tell you which ones the the ones with the guns and which ones are the oh termagants have guns hormigants do not have guns all right that's all you I need would to know. I'd probably confuse them and call them like hormigants because it's it's all stupid names yeah that's uh, what I'm saying so tenth edition how do you feel about the supposedly simplified rules <clears throat> I love it like if they can actually um, keep their word. And actually deliver us uh, rules that are easier. Um, I mean, I sometimes try playing with people who aren't big into tabletop stuff. And uh, well, basically, if if you if you drag someone into a game, 
And if you made them play like, say, say you wanted to play with someone like, you know, uh, I have a brother who's a bit of a nerd, but he's not, he's not played Warhammer in about 30 years. Um, so, you know, if I drag him into a game, I can't just be like, all right, here's, you know, make a list and you have all these limitations and also learn all these stratagems and all these special, it's like, no, you can't do that. That doesn't work. It takes like several games just to introduce all the rules of the game. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how long power creep stays out. Yeah. (laughs) And like just rules bloat. Because Games Workshop's typically not pretty good about that. Ah, uh, they are not great. No, um, I mean, just look at the uh, the boarding actions where they came out, and it was like, oh, there's just like three core stratagems, and like two weeks later, we have a supplement which is like, here's new stuff for these factions. Oh, really? I've never played boarding. I'm playing my first game of boarding actions on Sunday, two days from now. So we'll see how it goes, and it'll probably be my it'll, honestly, it'll probably be my last game of Ninth Edition. <laughs> I don't play Warhammer very often. So I, I played like three games of ninth edition total. <laughs> I, uh, I've been playing a lot lately because uh, like this year, basically I decided to get into uh, like the tournament scene mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, playing some Adeptus custodies cause they're cool. Uh, I like them. I like them more and more as time goes on. I think there's, you have six models and that's a 2000 point army. Nah, you have like 25. The, the problem with uh, Tyranids is I love the little bugs so, I need a <laughs> well, lot of minis. That's kind of how I um, I, I was afraid of uh, of tackling guard because, um, well, I I'm not a fast painter by any means, and mm-hmm. I didn't want to go the route of only playing like tanks and artillery. So I have currently forty infantry guys, and probably I'll have twenty more before I'm satisfied. But remarkably, I've actually been able to paint them. Like. Yeah. Uh, 30 of them are not strictly speaking done, but they are strictly speaking done to a point where if I showed up to a tournament, I would get painting points. So that's cool. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. That's fair. Kind, kind of surprised me, but they, they did a really good job of those, of uh, not overloading them with details. They're really simple models, but still very good looking. Uh, this is a topic for another video, uh, or video, podcast. Uh, but when Sisters of Battle came out, I went all in on that. I was like, oh, beautiful models, cool looking, like cool seeming rules. I'm all in on this. Uh, not a good choice for how I paint. No, because the, their details have details. Yeah, way too many details. It just bogged me down. Um, and, you know, I have, you know, probably about, ooh, let's say $2,000 worth of Sisters of Battle minis. And... <laughs> I would say 90% of it has not been touched yet. Like, it's been built, but... So n- now they've all become conversion bits for me just making little custom pieces and then whatever. I love them, but... Um, well, I mean, that's um, when I got in properly into Warhammer, you know, again, um, which was, like, late 8th edition, very early 9th. Like, I, I was already into it when 9th dropped, Mm. Um, that was with Sisters of Battle, and, um... The Adeptus Sororitas. Yes. We want to use the proper name. Um, well, no, because the, the Battle Sisters are a, uh, I want to say a branch. There's probably, like, a proper name in-universe for it, but they're well, it's, part of the Adeptus Sororitas. Well, I think it's the Imperial Guard versus Adeptus... Wait, no. 
uh, Astra Militarum. Astra Militarum, that's it. No, um, Imperial Guard is one, still... one is the High Gothic and one is the Low Gothic. No, no, like... because, for instance, the um, in the Adeptus Sororitas, the Hus, Hospitallers, Hospitallers? I don't even know how you yeah. say that. No, I know. They're not, they're not part of the Battle they're Sisters. They're not Battle Sisters. Yeah. No, I know. They're from a different thing, but they're not... I don't think anywhere in there are any of those models called Sisters of Battle. I think that is what like the commoners call them. Well, probably. Just but like how the commoners call the guard the Imperial Guard when they're really the... Minist- uh, I was going to say Ministorum. Oh, Ostromilitarum. No. I think the Ostromilitarum probably covers also the uh, other assets they have, probably. I don't know. Well, I mean, let's be realist because Games Workshop wants to protect their IP. Which is fair. Like, I, I whatever. Sure. That's fine. And I love d- dumb names. And, you know, it makes sense for to rename the Eldar the Eldari. Cause Eldari. Like, hey. And it's like, hey, humans are racist. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Nobody calls them Eldari, though. Uh, me, My friend plays uh, Drukari, and we've pretty much exclusively called him Drukari now. Drukari is easier to say, though. Compared sure. to Dark Eldar, it's fewer syllables, you know? Mm-hmm. And we are how, lazy as a... How, how long until the Tyranids are like, that's not what we're called. We're actually this race. <laughs> also, okay, I'll say this about Tyranids. Maybe we'll do a lore episode one day and talk about lore of dumb sh- of things. I love the Tyranids, but I'm a little bummed out, but also not bummed out. I'm conflicted about this. There's no, like, POV character for them. There's no, you know, Sarah Kerrigan uh, to the Zerg. Um I don't know why right? you uh when you first said that my 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 brain auto filled that to Sarah Connor and I got oh very God. confused for a second. No, Sarah Kerrigan. Um in StarCraft, you know, like the POV player yeah. character. Um but it would be nice to have that for Tyranids just cuz so we don't always just lose in every book and you could actually have books from the POV of Tyranids. Without it just being, like, I don't know, bad. Yeah, yeah. But also, I don't want that, actually. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> it's the Burger King conundrum. I've never had Burger King. <laughs> no. All right, well, surely you know their, their like, tagline, right? Have uh, it your way. Yeah. The Burger King conundrum is, uh, do you really want it your way? Oh, that. that's another thing is customers do not know what they want. And we can go on about that for 40K <laughs> and Warhammer players in general oh, about yeah. not actually knowing what they want and how what Games Workshop is doing is probably better than what they could come up with. Probably. I mean, everyone has an answer, right? I know. I, I, we, we could talk about that in another episode about what where we want the storyline to go. Because I am so glad that they are finally extending the story in 40K and it's not this stale and stagnant for 30 years all right well i'll i'll i'll, I'll tease I, i'm not a big lore guy I, I i i mostly consume lore in like podcasts while i'm painting and only if it's something i'm interested in at the moment mm-hmm. so the other day i listened to like 10 hours of podcasts and and, and youtube about constantine valdor turns Jeez. out pretty cool guy um but uh I'll, how I'll fascist tell you, is he now he's a, he's a he's a he's a he's not he's and he's currently like in the lore apparently pretty pretty big figure which cool. which well it, it bothers me because um 
you've surely seen um true detective right nope you haven't okay no well, i know it's one of my shames but i'll never seen breaking bad really uh never watched sopranos well first of all do that but second of all it's because there's there's a lot of references in that show to the king in yellow mm, and okay. in 40k there's also a king in yellow mm. and that man's Nerd. name is constantine baldor so yeah. you're all about that jazz well i was like a week ago i don't know now. okay but i'll tell you i'll tell you I'll, I'll tease what my what my like ideal version of future 40k lore would be or what i think would be fun and this is a controversial one i know gets a lot of pushback but uh rogel Dorn comes back and there's a civil war i don't want like a full civil war because I I think Games Workshop and probably the vast majority of 40k, uh, I would say, uh, level-headed people would probably like the setting to be maybe a little more optimistic and not so fascist because, A, irony is lost on a lot of people. <laughs> B, they really want to make it this big franchise now, and I think you can't have a franchise that is supposed to be ironic but also try to make these characters super cool and everything like all right it's too it's too big for that now we'll call uh, it a schism sure yeah, that's fine but i think the my biggest wonder is what do you do with the sororitas because i don't think you can make them less fascisty <laughs> they are awful marines you can i think marines you can be, certainly become less fascisty like Gulliman's back and he could be like, all right, listen, clearly uh, we fucked up in some way. Uh, Xenos, we could work with the Eldar a little bit. Like, they're not all bad. I mean, they still do, though. And I, I, I can... Warhammer rides a fine line between um, just, like, highlighting the hypocrisy of the Imperium of Man, mm -hmm. where they hate psychers, but they have psychers. They hate mutants, but they have mutants. They hate aliens, but they'll work with them if they have to. Yeah, and use their technology all the time. Yeah. So, well, but I can, I like, very often, I can't tell if this is supposed, like, is this supposed to highlight, like, their hypocrisy? Oh, absolutely. Or is it just poor writing where it's like, no, we don't I, care I about this right now? <laughs> no, I think it's supposed to be, like, you know, show how, you know, typically with fascist governments, you have you know, rules for thee, but not for me sort of thing. And that's, I think, what they're doing. Um, I think you give them too much credit a lot of the time, but but that's, that's anyway, my my teaser for uh, my thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I could go on for, like, hours about this topic, so <laughs> it <laughs> uh, is what well, it is. Uh, I did, I did want to ask, though, because obviously, uh, number one Tyranid boy here, mm -hmm. uh, you're excited for Tyranids. Is there anything yeah. else, though? Oh, I'm so excited for them to be good for, like, a month or two before the next Codex comes out, <laughs> and they're immediately bad. So, Well, is, is there no, like, other army you want to you wanna maybe get into? or? Uh... Oh, I, I think, all, at least for 10th, I think Tyranids are going to be my main force for the huh. entire edition. Um, I've been wanting an excuse to go back to them for a while, and every time I play them... Oh, jeez, dogs are barking. Every time I do play them, it's 
um, it feels right. You know, that, that is, that is fair. I, 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 I need to, to extend my, with... you struggle to stick with a single faction. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like right now I'm, I'm doing the custodies competitively. Um, but I almost like pretty soon I'll have every custodies unit to where I could like, I could feel the list that was only wardens if I wanted to. And mm-hmm. I have, um, and like, at that point, I, I can't really collect more because I, I would just be buying custodies that I, I could never use because I just have them, which is pretty cool. But um, here's maybe a teaser for a future episode. I don't right. magnetize. Oh, neither do I. I'm lazy. Well, I, so, I do sometimes. Tyranids have a lot of options. So I could just buy Tyranids forever <laughs> and do different loadouts. And also Tyranids really lend themselves to conversions and customs and doing weird things with them. Like there's some beautiful uh, Tyranid conversions out there that I'm super jealous of. And I hope to get one or two of those people on this podcast at some point for, um, for, for me though. So I, w- I was doing guard, right? Mm-hmm. But it turns out I might actually finish those before 10th drops and finish in terms of like, I'll have an army I can play. Yeah. New edition, uh, new army. Who are you going to go with? Well, that is that is the thing. Like, if I can finish guard, I probably have to go with Eldar. Like, finally, <laughs> I've tried. I I did it as a kid, so I feel like I kind of owe myself. You know, ten year old me mm. who's buying like the the swooping hawks because he liked flying things. Um, I have to look at that kid and be like, you know what? I'm gonna do it, but I'm not gonna have swooping hawks because I think they're silly. Um, Wait till the next models come out. Mm. I don't like guys with wings, just generally. I want, I want striking scorpions. Those are my jam. Oh, I love striking scorpions and warp spiders yeah. when I was a kid. I had the um, Warhammer PC game Rights of War. Yep. Uh, or, you know, it was Eldar versus Marines and Tyranids. Yep. I still have it. I think it was on GOG for like $2, <laughs> and I picked it up. And um, Warhammer 40k Rights of War. I have it installed. Let's launch it. Let's see. <laughs> you have it installed? Yeah, obviously. Okay, it's like what, like two megs, probably. Like it's not to get up. Well, that's room. true, but uh, yeah. I think last time I tried to launch it, it doesn't launch on Windows 10, and even tried it in like compatibility mode and stuff, and I couldn't actually get it to run. And looking online, no one else has had this issue. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it's just I um, I'll tell you, I remember playing that game as a kid and having nightmares about Tyranids. Oh really? Yeah. I remember playing this game as a kid. Oh God, it's so loud. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh hold on, I gotta close this game. Wow, that hurt my Alt ears. Alt four. Huh. Wow. Anyways, I'll be playing that after we're done. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm gonna spend my day doing today, I think. I was terrible at it as a kid. I wonder if I'd be any better at it now. Like old games are so hard. Like it's either yeah. like I, I go back to like games that I played when I was young and I was like, man, these games were hard. And playing them as an adult, it's like, oh no, these games are just bad. Yeah, <laughs> they're not. They're not hard. They're just bad. It's like uh, I think that for me as a kid was like um, XCOM. Like, oh my god, oh, this is so hard. It's like, sure. no, this is just. And it t- t- turns out they actually are, though. But um, well, well also for me, they are clunky. Yeah, for me, I go back to um, Mortal Kombat Mythologies Sub Zero. I have no clue what that is. Really? You know Mortal Kombat, right? Well, yeah. What if you turn Mortal Kombat with the same controls into a side-scroller beat-em-up? I mean, that feels like it would work. 
No, it's awful. It's absolutely oh, terrible. I, it, I had it for N64, <laughs> which a a problem there. B doing platforming using the Mortal Kombat like running and jumping controls. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Awful. Now I see it. Absolutely awful. We should probably just talk about. We should probably just talk about game, uh, video games for an episode because oh, they're talk. thinking about it, there. There's maybe a maybe that'll be a pa- uh... Patreon exclusive uh, episode. <laughs> With this Patreon, we don't have because uh, man, there are a lot of them, and uh, a lot of them sure are bad. What, the Warhammer games, yeah, yeah, no, they're 90% of them are hot trash, and you should never remember the uh, Fire Warrior game. Uh, I well, I, I know it, I've never played it. Oh, me neither. I remember my friend had it, and he was like, Yeah, no, um, I think I can, I can, you can probably count the really good ones in like one hand, Dawn of War uh, 1, Dawn of War 2, yep. Um, that uh, Chaos Gate, the new Chaos Gate game is pretty good. Ooh, see, I've not played that one because I don't like Gray uh, Gray Knights. Oh, I I okay, I don't like Terminators. I'm gonna get rid of my 10th edition Terminators from the box that I'm gonna trade those for more <laughs> Tyranids. I think I love Gray Knight Terminators. I think they look so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Gray Knights, no. Uh, um, I really like Grey Knights. If they ever, when they come out with new Grey Knight models, I will one hundred percent get a Grey Knights army. I mean, fair enough. They're uh, I, I used to like them, but I don't know. But um, I would love. Oh, what other war, good Warhammer games are there? Uh, Space Marine. Okay, Space Marine. Yeah, Relic yep. makes all the good games. Uh, well, I used, used to, to, I guess. Yeah, they, uh, they don't got the Warhammer license anymore. Yeah, they're, they're, they're local to me. Uh, my. Like, my girlfriend's brother used to work there. <laughs> uh, that just sounds like a, my uncle works for, for a games workshop. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go onto Steam and just search Warhammer. Oh, I guess the um, Total War games people like. I yeah bought Total War Warhammer. Or I think I got it for free or something. I don't know. Um, I couldn't get into it. I just like I love RTSs. Yeah, and strategy games and the such, but I don't know. Total War just doesn't. It's not my thing. Nah, it's, it's sad to say. I I like it, but I'm I'm very bad at those games. I played that. Um, there's a couple Warhammer. Like, what was that Warhammer mobile game? Like, I don't know. Bait. There was like. A- <laughs> Oh, uh, heresy com- or something. No, there was the combat card one. I played that for a bit. I don't know. Um, no, there's a couple. There's some bad. There's a lot of bad Warhammer games out there. Oh, Inqui- I, I bought Inquisitor Martyr because I like, I, you know, I like Diablo. Um, it's I just couldn't get into it. But they have the Sororitas class. So maybe I should. <laughs> maybe i should go back and try that out we're gonna play every warhammer game exclusively on patreon oh, sure i'd do that for... that's a dumb bit <laughs> play through every single warhammer game in release order uh yeah real time one take it's gonna be a thousand hour episode uh, hold on how many warhammer games are there there's a lot and they are all garbage because Games Workshop will give their license to anyone. Well, for for a while they didn't, but I'm pretty sure we could make a Warhammer game. Warhammer, okay. 
Hold on. Are we just thinking about Warhammer 40,000 total, like in general, or just all of Warhammer? I don't know. According to GiantBomb.com, Warhammer 40,000 is linked to 41 games, and Warhammer itself is linked to 25 games. Less uh, than I thought. Maybe. How about Asia Sigmar? I don't think they have a... There's not that many. There's There's a couple. I guess Warhammer, yeah, Age of Sigmar counts as the Warhammer license, it looks like, uh, under Giant Bomb. So, you know, less than 100, apparently. We should do that in uh That's not terrible. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a Patreon if we actually have listeners. <laughs> we <don't... laughs> We're going to have one Patreon tier, it's $1,000. It doesn't give you anything. Uh, yeah, that sounds smart. <laughs> Limited to one slot. It's very limited, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very exclusive. Yeah. That's the only way to get into our... Di- oh, also, we have a Discord. Oh, yeah. We sure do. Uh, I'll link it in the description, I guess, of the podcast. And I'll probably put this on YouTube as well. Uh, I guess I got to make an icon. I'll just make a cheapo one that I told you about earlier. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, I guess that's it. I don't know. Do you got anything else to say before we close this out? We've... Recording for almost an hour. I'll probably edit this down a tiny bit. I don't want yeah, to do yeah, editing because I'm lazy. Definitely think you can cut out of this. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of ums and uhs and probably lip smacks I could edit out. Yeah, and me drinking. I haven't heard any of that, but hey. Oh, good. You know, it um, might be on the recording. I was probably just talking over it, you know. Right? Yeah. So. Or me losing my mind, having a stroke live on, on camera, on, on mic. But uh-huh. um, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, but I... Um... I mean, there's a lot of things I want to talk about, but, you know, again, future episodes. We don't need to be talking here for three hours. No, I feel like we've touched on a lot of topics <laughs> that we can delve into later. Yeah, this is supposed uh, to be an episode zero, like a quick episode. Yeah. But I don't know how long our episodes will generally end up being. I guess we'll see. I'll, I'll, I mean, I would like them to be at least an hour apiece. I yeah, know. I... I mean, personally, I like I like my content like well because I usually listen to stuff like while I'm painting. Mm-hmm. I like it kind of long form, so so I can like get into it and not have to turn yeah. around and find something new every twenty minutes. Yeah, I you know I enjoy my five hour hardcore history episodes. Oh, hardcore history, so good. Yeah. Um. I wish you would do more common sense. I miss common sense. <laughs> Uh, I haven't listened to the new Hardcore History Addendum episode, so I, I got to get on. No, I, 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 I have a bit of a backlog there too. I even, I even pay, I even bought the Eastern Front episodes. Oh, I, I paid for those old episodes like twice. Yeah. So I bought them all, and then I was like, oh, I don't have the files anymore. <laughs> I'll just do. I'll pay again. I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll keep paying money for it, Tim. Like, come on. <laughs> I get so many hours of enjoyment. What's another fifty dollars every? Oh yeah, hours? no, 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 it's worth it. Uh, um, Dan Carlin, come on our podcast. <laughs> talk we'll about talk Warhammer. About, yeah, we'll talk about wargaming. You can talk about bolt action. Sure, I've never, I've never played. played bolt. Yeah, no. me neither. <laughs> we'll talk about. Um, I don't know. <laughs> that is actually that actually say. sounds like a good idea, though. If if you could get him, like, talk about wargaming. I have I, th- I have a list of people I would like to. Uh, get on the podcast. I didn't think D- Dan Carlin would be on that list. 
<laughs> me neither until now. <laughs> uh, I'll forget about it once this episode's done, but that'd be fun. That would be really fun. I, honestly, that's not going to happen. I'm going to be honest with you guys. That's not happening ever. I'm, I guarantee it. Uh, God, that's amazing. That'd be so funny. Huh. There's a couple of people I think we could get on. We could we could get on your favorite painter. Maybe. Is that a person? Yeah, you know who your favorite painter is. Oh, my. Oh, I thought you were saying. I thought maybe. I thought there was someone on on like no, YouTube called no, no. like you your favorite your, painter. your favorite painter. I don't even well, know. Well, it's a it's a it's a toss up. I think. Well, no, it's not. You, we'll, uh, we'll we'll we'll, te- we'll tease it. We'll tease it just in case we never get them on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Uh, yeah. Uh, again. Our uh, email address is passthepaintpod at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. Uh, join our Discord. Uh, it'll be in the description below, I guess. I don't know. I don't I don't know how Discord links work. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Stay tuned for a thousand more episodes. One thousand guaranteed. One guaranteed. You can take that to the bank. Okay, hold on. If we did one episode a week. Calculator. That's 20 years. Is it? Yeah. Not quite. 52 weeks in a year. That's 19 years. 19.2 years. So, not quite 20. Yeah. No. 19.230769230769230769. Huh. Great. So, you know. I mean, well, we got to have some weeks off, so make it an even 20. Sure, why not? In 20 years, this podcast will still be going. Yeah, yeah. And the episodes will only have gotten longer. That sounds awful. I hate it. 15 hours a week. All right. Goodbye. I'm hitting stop.